Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning, where we discuss all things movies, reviews, ranking, news updates, and all of that fun stuff. But we also do occasionally cover TV, and especially lately the MCU. So today, of course, I'm, I'm going to be talking about Episode 8 of WandaVision. Uh, yeah, Episode 8 of WandaVision. I'm used to saying season now, but yeah, Episode 8 of WandaVision. And it's, of course, the penultimate episode. A lot happens. A lot happens that we want to, you know, I want to break down and all that stuff. But... I'm not going to waste any more of your time, but basically, if you haven't seen the episode, please click off, go watch the phenomenal episode, and then come back and listen to our review, and we can theorize together once you know what I'm talking about. But anyways, yeah, again, massive spoiler warning, click off now. So, my general thoughts are this was, in my opinion, the best episode of the series or season with the previous weeks. I do, I did have a favorite before this, but I just... Wasn't sure as soon as it released, but as soon as this one ended, I instantly knew it was my favorite because it was that memorable in its execution. It was so emotionally powerful and all that stuff. We'll get into it. So, again, click off if you haven't seen the episode. Getting full into spoilers, the episode starts off almost like a cold open, but it doesn't come before the credits, so I'm not going to call it that. But it does start with kind of Agatha's mini backstory. So they don't go into too much, but basically we're in... Salem 1695 and basically basically the village around her just found out she's a witch it's kind of the classic thing you see they kind of try to banish her but instead she just kills all of them including her mother which is I don't think it's I don't think I don't believe it's actually her mother that's kind of how she they refer to each other there and they kills all of them pretty brutally kind of like just kind of deforms them and it's the special effects on it looks looks phenomenal as well as all of the witch powers they show all of it looks phenomenal. Also, another thing I want to mention is the score in this episode was daunting and just haunting, excuse me, and it was really memorable. And, you know, it's kind of like the classic witch themes you would expect, kind of how the score would be, but it sounded very epic, and it was a lot more reminiscent of the bigger MCU movies. And then Christoph Beck, who's actually scoring the series, who also did the Ant-Man movies, does a phenomenal job, especially in this episode. He already did a great job before, but this episode, I think his score shines the most. But we cut back to Agatha and Wanda in the basement, as we saw at the end of last episode. And, of course, Agnes at the time just revealed to Wanda that she's, in fact, Agatha Harkness. And she talks about, like, that bird a little bit. And it's just a bunch of things. But really the main thing I want to point out from this conversation is that she does mention that that Pietro was fake and that Agatha did was kind of the cause of him coming in. And it kind of tries to mess with Wanda a little bit, kind of describing how Pietro is, how he's dead on a different continent, and all that stuff, and kind of what you expect to kind of try to kind of um, anger her, let's say. But basically, Agatha's goal within, I guess, this whole series, as well as mainly this episode, is to find out how Wanda did this and what drove her to do it. And I think she was almost our point of view, where that's kind of the questions we also want answered. And I really like the way they did that. It kind of makes the character of Agatha a little less villainous and a little more as a point of view character, but they kind of completely flip that by the end of the episode. But what Agatha wants to know is very similar to what we want to know. So I thought that was a nice touch they added. And this episode kind of walks through what led up to that moment and what, what ground Wanda was built on and kind of why she wants to do it and how, how did she... Well, by the end, they kind of review how she did it. But let's pretty much walk through the flashbacks that, they, that Wanda and... Agatha go through in this episode. So I believe there were four different sets of flashbacks, flashback sequences. The first one is the one of her and Pietro as a child in their house, where their parents, I mean, her, their father had just come home from work, I'm guessing, and 
they're, they're going to have a TV night and they have all their TV shows. And obviously, her parents are about to sell the sitcoms because, you know, they need money or whatever. But obviously, I don't think Wanda overheard that. And they come in and Wanda, I guess, gets to pick what to watch. And she chooses to watch Dick Van Dyke, which I looked into is a 50 sitcom. And it's kind of what the very first episode of the series is built on. Even the little bit they showed in this a lot of the shots are whipped straight from from the show or whipped or put straight into that first episode we had between Wanda and Vision and we learned that it was her favorite show going growing up and that's obviously why that's obviously what inspired her to end up making Wanda Vision and kind of why she she that's kind of a lot of the form of media she took she took she took because that's what her parents watched with her when she was younger so obviously a nice you know way to remember them or whatever but yeah we and then also they showed a few different sitcoms that inspired the series i definitely saw bewitched in there as well as i saw online there was a few more like malcolm in the middle which i think inspired the 90s episode so there were so i saw a few more that people mentioned they saw but i definitely saw dick van dyke and bewitched so i just thought i'd mention that but basically what ends up playing out of this scene this is in fact the death scene of the parents of pietro and wanda and it was a great scene. I think the explosion comes in. And they're kind of trapped under this table that just crumbled or rubble, I guess I should use. And they have, like, they can see there's a missile that came into their house. but And it's from Stark Industries. But, and they're expecting the bomb to go off. But it never goes off. And they're kind of just sitting there under the rubble waiting for it to go off. And Wanda mentioned how they sat under there for two whole days, kind of just suffering like thinking, like thinking about they might blow up here. It could literally blow up at any moment. But there's some hints that maybe Wanda had her abilities from that young of an age, kind of stopping it from blowing up. But I think that's a little more, kind of like to fool around with us a little bit. I don't think that's exactly what they're pointing out. But that's kind of what I picked up from the scene. But anyways, moving on to kind of the next flashback, which is a few moments of her pretty much as, well, not as, but pretty much, She's more of a teenager now, or even like an adolescent, but she's in the Hydra facility. We see like a younger version of Strucker in there. That was a really nice touch. And we get that scene pretty much in the trailer, if you remember, where we get the Mind Stone. And people were like, how is the Mind Stone back? Well, it's back because it's in a flashback. And it's not actually, you know, in the modern day setting as part of that. It's it's just that Wanda is showing this, well, Agatha is putting her through watch, watching this flashback where she's kind of trying to, like, I guess, manipulate this Mind Stone. They're, they're testing her out as a subject, which obviously she volunteered, as, you know, we obviously learned back in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. And this scene actually shows, like, the actual Scarlet Witch costume, which, like, is, it's like, it's, it's obviously in black. It's more like a silhouette just walking towards her, and, this, and she kind of just snaps out of it, but... I think that's a hint of what's coming in the next episode. In the next episode, we're going to get our true Scarlet Witch costume for the MCU with her helmet. But just, it won't look quite as silly as the one we got two weeks ago in episode six during the Halloween episode. But more kind of one that will fit into, you know, this world that she'll actually wear. And I think it's really leading to her becoming a villain. And they show her as a test subject as well as still watching the sitcoms even, even when she was... In captivity, which is def again definitely shows how connected she is to these sitcoms, which is why she wanted to, you know, I guess be a part of one. But then, moving on. But I really liked, and then I guess actually let's just move on to the next one. The next one is is Wanda and Vision in a compound. I have in my notes Wanda Vision. I'm so used to saying that, but 
We have Wanda and Vision in, you know, the Avengers compound, Avengers headquarters, I believe it was at the time. And they're pretty much just sitting there and Wanda's watching a sitcom. I'm not sure which one it is, but then Vision walks in through the wall and it's kind of their first moment of kind of connecting with each other where Wanda thinks Vision's just an android, but then as Wanda's struggling, you know, following the death of Pietro, Vision, you know, through his wisdom kind of try, gets, gets her out of it with, you know, some really great lines by Paul Battany, who's again, I think for like I'm, the second episode in a row, he's very much underused. I felt like episode seven was very much going to be his episode after what happened to the end of episode six, but that's not what, how it played out. And over these last two episodes, even though this episode, this, this show was titled WandaVision, this is very much a, a show centered around the Scarlet Witch. So I think that's... Like, some people are going to make a big deal out of that, but I think that's just kind of how the story's played out, the fact that Vision's dead. But, but again, Paul Bettany, for the small parts he had in this episode, I think he, he did a good job, but I just wish he got more overall in the series. I really do hope he has a massive part to play in, this, in the, I guess it would be series finale, because I don't believe we're getting a season two. I really hope he gets more to do, because I think he's been great whenever they've had him. Elizabeth Olsen, by the way, is also terrific in this episode. I love the moments between the two of them where it gets really emotional, like... The Avengers compound, and she's really great in this. She, this is by far like her best acting showcase out of anything she's done in the MCU. So again, I tip my hat off to her. She did a phenomenal job in this episode. So moving on to the final really big flashback we get, which is by far you know the most informative out of all of them. Not that they have to be informative. This one that I think gives us the most information to where you know this sitcom and all of this started. And that is. For this one, we see Wanda in a sword facility and instantly I'm like, oh, it's going down all right. And it does because basically Hayward, she wants to see Vision's body and Hayward lets her in. And she's pretty much walking through uh, the sword facility and then she comes up on, on um, oh, what's his face? Uh, Hay- comes up to Hayward's room. She's thinking it's going to be where Vision is. She's a little taken off first. She's like, what's going on? And she pretty much wants to bury Vision's body because... She believes he's much more than an android. And then Hayward is just like, he's not yours. He's just an android. He, I just want to bury him. And then she's like, will you give me the body? And he's like, he's like trying to explain all what happened. Basically, what Hayward is doing is being exactly what a director of like a company like this would do. And he's pretty much picking apart Vision's body. And she was like, and she, he, she even told her like, I'm not going to give you a multi-million dollar you know, thing, like, just for free, just to go bury, that's not how that works, and she pretty much breaks the class, goes down to where they're experimenting, and has this final moment of vision, with vision, well, what she thinks is, because he's completely been taken apart, and, you know, his head's just there without a body, and she's pretty much completely just taken off by that, she thinks it's like, it's like if you had a human, and you just cut his head off, and it was just right there, and it was just some really dark stuff, because, us as the audience, as well as Wanda, sees Vision as an actual character, but, you know, these facilities, the sword kind of sees, sees him as a project that, they, that they're working on. So it's very much different perspectives, and I think the show shows that fantastically as Vision's just laying there with his corpse breaking, broken apart and, and his head just sitting there. And, he, and she pretty much does a callback line to Avengers Infinity War, which I'm really glad I picked up on because... I watched Infinity War, I believe, right before I watched the first episode of the series, so I instantly caught on to it. Basically, it's the line in Infinity War where she says to Vision, where Vision says to her, you know, I just feel you. And then in this series, she walks up to her and pretty much holds her, pretty much just 
above his head and just says, I, I can't feel you. And I think it's a really great line. It's really emotional. Again, I really liked what Elizabeth Olsen did. did. By the way, speaking of Elizabeth Olsen, there's a really, really nice touch by Agatha where she pretty much says, you know, that accent's always flip-flopping. And I think that was like the audience talking right there because that's what everyone's been saying throughout this whole series. But going back to what I was just talking about, Wanda... Um, pretty much escapes the sword facility and what we learn is she didn't actually steal the um she didn't actually steal the body and that was just completely Hayward making up making stuff up to kind of hide his true intentions which we do learn his true intentions in the mid credit scene which I'll get to in a couple of minutes time obviously so he, she didn't actually steal the body and it was just Hayward covering up his own butt basically so Wanda just leaves and she's going and she pretty much has something on her chair and we end up learning that that's the place where her and Vision were going to settle down and that's in New Jersey and in Westview which I found it weird that it said Westview because earlier they had told us it was originally Eastview so the fact that it said says Westview means that something happened to this town prior to Wanda actually messing with it so I mean I feel like that's something a lot of people might just gloss over but that in, I instantly noticed that where she was driving into it and it said Westview that was the place that Wanda and Vision wanted to settle down in New Jersey but originally it was Eastview that's what the cops said in episode four that was four weeks ago now so I have to settle by easy kind of just forget but so clearly what Wanda's doing is not the first time that this town's been messed around with we'll see where that goes that's something I just noticed I don't know if that's something they kind of just missed like while editing this thing together editing the episode together but that's something that was set up earlier unless the cops were lying which again i don't think so so there's something up here and i think there is another force at play here because there's obviously something happened to this before wanda even got close to it or whatever but just kind of stepping away from that portion wanda goes inside she pretty much goes to pretty much just the the pretty much location where they wanted to settle down and she's just full of grief she just lets out all her energy and she pretty much manifests like she pretty much just she kind of just manifests everything like she she builds up a house which that was insane she builds up a house with her powers and then she creates vision like she created a illusion version of vision like as if it was like mysterio did this like i didn't even consider mysterio but i feel like it's almost a little bit hinting at mysterio because this is very much an illusion and it's not really real because wanda did all this herself she turned everything back to the 50s vision just she just manifested or not i wouldn't say manifested just conjured vision up i think that's probably the better word so the vision that we've been with for this whole series inside the westview anomaly isn't actually vision it's just an illusion that wanda's made up and the real vision is outside with is still outside so that's insane like that's not at all what i expected i thought she found a way to bring to build up build vision's body back up and you know put it back to life through her magic or whatever but it's just a fake vision which is why he doesn't remember anything and now i feel like everything's starting to add up with what we saw you know in episode five where you know he was kind of you know, that great scene with paul bettany where he was just like letting out all his emotions where he was like, you know, I can't remember, I don't remember who I was, I'm scared, I don't know. And now we know that it's because he's not actually the real vision and Wanda just created her to kind of satisfy 
herself. And I think that's something that I think they're going to explore. And I think, again, that's something they're hinting to, to where she's the villain of the series. So, again, like I said, Vision, the Vision inside Westview, Vision inside Westview is not, is not the real one. And Wanda just completely conjured, conjured him up, which is an interesting little twist that I did not see coming. And now we know that the magic she's using for that is referred to as chaos magic, which is something that Agatha wants to learn how to do. And she kind of explains that it's a power where you can basically make anything. And all Wanda's doing with it is just making breakfasts and dinners, is what Agatha says. And we do see Agatha in costume. And I think mostly it looks pretty good. It looks very practical which I much prefer to like the overly CGI'd look, which I was a little worried by from the first scene of the episode, but they don't go there, which is, which is always great for a show like this. And she and Agatha, obviously, now we can see that ha- does in fact have, have her kids. And I thought her kids were fake, and I still think they are, but it's, Agatha's kind of trying to use them as a way to kind of set Wanda off so she goes a little further using her chaos magic. And obviously, Agatha finally does... Finally, we get the name draw of the Scarlet Witch where Agatha goes, you know, I didn't even, like, no one thinks uh, this person can exist, that chaos magic. And then she, and then Agatha goes, you're the Scarlet Witch. And she's, like, pretty much the all-powerful being of the universe. Wanda, that is. I'm not talking about Agatha. And Agatha kind of lets her know of that. And she's just like, okay. And that's pretty much where the episode cuts off is Agatha saying, you're the Scarlet Witch. So obviously the Scarlet Witch is this, like, massive deal in the comics she's like one of the biggest characters she's again obviously the most powerful character i I believe in all marvel comics i don't know people will disagree with me on that but so i think definitely wanda could we see her maybe being like the big villain of phase four now i doubt it but i think after this episode there might even be a possibility of that happening but let's move on to the mid-credits scene because I don't want to go on for... Usually I like to keep these around 18 minutes. But moving on to the mid-credits scene, we do get... We, do, we finally learn that Hayward's real intentions for what he wants to do is make that... Make, you know, like, pretty much bring the real vision back to life because we see that he's been experimenting on this vision. It doesn't look like the vision we've come to know in the MCU, but rather he looks more like they have, he doesn't have a paint job on him. Which was interesting. That's not what I expected him to look like. Basically, he, he's pretty much using the source of the Westview anomaly, being Wanda's powers, which I'm not sure where he got. Maybe it was from that scene where she breaks into the sword facility. Or not breaks in, but shatters all the glass. Maybe it was off. Maybe like prints off the glass. I'm not sure. But she, he uses that to kind of bring life back into this vision. He looks down at his hands. And that's where the mid-credits scenes end. We learn that Hayward is trying to bring back Vision and use him as a weapon. Weapon of probably, I'm guessing, mass destruction. In this case, he's going to use Vision to, I'm guessing, kill Wanda and stop this whole Westview anomaly. I'm guessing rescue the hostages. When really, he's classifying Wanda as a you know, massive threat. And obviously, he's, like we've learned before, not a fan at all of these superpowered beings. And that's shown off even more here. So my theories and speculation going into episode 9, which would be... RC season finales are packed on my notes here. Um, I believe that next episode, I think we need to get back. To, this was a much more linear cinematic episode where we only had one storyline. Where the last couple episodes we've had you know, the outside stuff. Last episode we had Darcy and Vision, and then of course the outside stuff. We didn't have any of that in this episode except for the mid-credit scenes. We didn't get any of the really Vision. 
But I do hope we get a little bit more of that, a little more of him, like I've already said, in, the, in next week's episode. But yeah, I absolutely love this episode. I thought it was phenomenal. And overall, in terms of theories, like I said, uh, for what I think, where I think the mid-credits scene will go, I think what, we, what we're going to end up getting is a fight between Wanda and Vision inside Westview and, Wan- and Vision outside. And I think what's going to happen is the Vision outside is probably going to I remember she destroyed the vision inside and Wanda is going to pretty much comes to terms with the fact that they've kind of just taken her old vision and kind of just wiped it pretty much of what it had before and there's no way of bringing her back and she's going to come to terms with grief and of course there's going to be that final face-off against Agatha who I think Agatha I believe will go down in this series because I think she'll go down and then Wanda will kind of be that which inside the MCU kind of in her place and kind of be one of the bigger villains of Phase 4, like everybody speculated. And I cannot wait for next week. So come back next week for my review of Episode 9. One week from now, I'm so excited. Anyways, what did you guys think of WandaVision Episode 8? For me, it was by far the best episode of the series. Not even close, really. It was by far. I just loved all the reveals they got. And let me know what you guys think under the rating, if you can, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. But besides that, make sure to share this review with your friends if you enjoyed uh, speculating with me. And with that said, I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.